Hello, I'm your host, Angelina Jenis, and this is the CXCast. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the CXCast. Today, I'm joined by Principal Analyst Anthony McPartland, who is on our Revenue Operations Research Team. How is it going? Very good. Thank you, Angelina. Yeah, lovely to be here talking to you. Well, we've started a little bit of a series on what CX teams need to know to really branch out and collaborate effectively. And until I started talking to you, I knew very little about revenue operations. Maybe we could start with where does revenue operations even sit in an organization? Right. Yeah, that's a great question. Good place to start. So revenue operations is a relatively new approach within B2B go-to-market organizations. Traditionally, you would have seen the sales and marketing organizations with their own operations functions, a sales operations function and a marketing operations function. And, you know, those capabilities have developed over time and have become, in a lot of organizations, pretty sophisticated. The challenge has been is that they have been relatively siloed for a lot of organizations as well, right? So when we think about data, technology, workflow, and insights, and particularly when we start to think about that in the context of trying to orchestrate and improve the buying experience or the customer experience, that's been a challenge traditionally in a lot of the customers that we work with and, and speak with. So revenue operations is an approach, a strategy, a, a customer-focused execution strategy to try and address some of those gaps and weaknesses that B2B go-to-market functions have had in terms of their ability to uh, drive better experiences for customers and have a much more integrated approach across those functions in terms of how they go to market. Okay, so in the context of B2B marketing and sales, is it not just our looking for net new customers? Is it also cross-sell and upsell to existing customers? Absolutely. It's the entire work customer lifecycle, if you like, right? It, it's our ability to find, generate demand, convert customers, but then also our ability to retain and expand cross-sell and upsell, and then obviously turn those customers into advocates so we continue to grow. That is actually quite a significant overlap with what CX teams are aiming to do. I mean, CX teams obviously can get really into, let's fix the experience, let's improve the experience for employees. You know, maybe it's a little bit more general at times, but could we dive into some B2B scenarios and talk about these different buying groups? I think listeners would be really interested to see how you think about them and the requirements for the buying experience. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the, the kind of big differences in B2B is that, you know, typically B2B purchases are not made by just one individual. They're, they're made by buying groups. And so buying groups are a group that comes together from maybe different parts of the organization in different roles to solve a particular challenge for the organization. And you can have a, a range of different personas involved in that buying group. And so if, if that's the reality of how B2B organizations buy, then we have to think about how we go to market and how we engage with those buying groups in a very different way than maybe we traditionally have, where we've tended to look for that champion and that lead, if you like, in terms of demand generation 
whereas you know in in sales sales individuals tend to look for the team of buyers that are involved so it's about trying to match what we're doing in marketing in terms of not just focusing on generating demand with one particular contact but understanding that entire buying group and where they are so that when we pass that lead on to a salesperson for them to to convert that opportunity to close business they feel kind of confident that this is a real opportunity because we've identified who the different stakeholders are in the process and for a seller that's really what they're looking for in terms of trying to move the deal forward and start to engage with those different needs and requirements across the buying group got it so are you using similar tools like uh, voice of the customer platforms to better understand who the customer is yeah, so I, I think the technology piece has been really interesting to see that evolve in the last couple of years, and it has been relatively recent. So you're seeing tools like conversation intelligence now becoming a really kind of fundamental element in B2B selling. So the ability to kind of get a sense of what the conversations are that's going on across the organization, particularly in the sales and in the customer success organization, what that tells us about a the customer the buyer their needs their perceptions of the sales experience which you know has been a bit of a black hole or certainly a black box in a lot of organizations right we've tended to judge those engagements on the basis of outcome right did the deal move forward did we close the deal but now we're starting to get real insights into each of the individual engagements who they were with what was discussed you know, the perception, the sentiment of the buyer, the summaries, the actions that we are agreeing to take as we, you know, end that call and move on to, to the next steps that we, we want to do. And it's also giving us a perspective on is our overall go-to-market approach working, you know, in real conversations? Is our messaging resonating with these customers? Is the methodology that we've trained our sellers to apply in these situations, is it actually working? Are they applying it comfortably, credibly? So it, it, that type of technology is becoming really valuable for us to understand what we need to do better in terms of improving the buying experience, but also in terms of helping managers develop their employees and you know sellers, customer success people in terms of understanding where they're struggling in particular parts of the sales process and how they can help them improve. Which leads into my next question, which is you've got the word operations in there. I, having never worked in operations, find the concept a little intimidating, but what does the operations and rev operations mean and, and how are you guys improving operations? You guys, your clients that you are helping. Right. And, uh, you know, so the, the interesting thing about revenue operations is that while we're not directly engaging with customers ourselves in, in the revenue operations function, our job is to enable those teams that are doing that. Right. Whether that's frontline staff, whether it's regions or business units, corporate executives. But our ability is to really focus on helping the organization unify its data plan its resources in terms of how we determine the right coverage of salespeople, the right mix of marketing and sales and customer success, the processes that we use to engage with customers. You know, for example, our, our processes for attracting and engaging with prospects at the start of the sales funnel, and then how we move that through to sales and then ultimately into post-sale customer success. And then the technology that all of that stuff runs on. So we're the kind of the underpinning for a lot of these go-to-market processes 
so you know the technology the data the insights that feed how we improve these experiences for customers and then the other part of it that i think is important for revenue operations is that part of our role is to help the organization develop alignment across these functions so helping us translate that strategy that we have for going to market into actual successful execution and we do that through alignment and through integration of these functions as opposed to being the traditional approach of where it's been highly siloed and where that collaboration has been intermittent at times. Well, that goes back to what you originally were saying about marrying marketing and sales, because I mean, marketing is all about pitching this brand promise to customers. And how are we fulfilling that brand promise? I mean, I've seen a lot of experiences where there are gaps and we're not, we're not bringing everything to life that we said we were going to bring to life. Do you find a lot of B2B organizations have these sort of legacy, high-touch customer relationships and don't feel like they need to operate differently or could even conceive operating differently? Can you give us an idea of some of those sort of like enlightening things you're telling your clients to get out of the dark ages? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, one of the things is that when, when we look at the buyer experience and buyer value... In B2B, traditionally, we don't measure that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So when you look at the dashboards that the sales and marketing organizations and, and leadership are focused on, you know, our data shows that 70% of those measures are all about us. They're all about what we get from those relationships. And for example, only 2% of those measures are focused on buyer value. So we're kind of, you know, you hear a lot of commercial leaders touting customer obsession, but a lot of times to us, it feels like they're paying lip service to that notion. And that when you really look at what they measure themselves on and you look at how they're organized, they're not really set up to focus on understanding and then improving buyer value and buyer experiences. And that's why we think RevOps has, has a real role to play there in driving that. And I think in conjunction with with functions like CX, because I think a large part of this is around a mindset transformation in those functions from uh, a very internally focused uh, approach to a much more out-to-in approach that should inform how we design our processes, how we engage with customers, how we measure all of that. Yes, we're all about mindset shift. I mean, it sounds like we have similar philosophies here. The question is, what does an actual partnership look like, or even a fledgling partnership? Between CX and RevOps, I mean, I think there's a number of different areas. And I think that change management piece is obviously a critical one, right? And it, But it's probably a slightly more long-term effort, right, where we have to kind of work together to start to change those mindsets across the different stakeholders that we work with. But I think there's more kind of short-term areas where we can collaborate and, and combine our efforts to, to deliver success. So some of the obvious ones would be around data and measurement and analytics. So, you know, when you think about the data that we're able to start collecting now around what engagement is going on, what that tells us about the seller, what it tells us about the buyer, and starting to aggregate that beyond just kind of today, for a lot of organizations, that information is kind of focused around the opportunity or the account. But going larger than that and and stepping back from that and and looking at, well, what does it tell us about our overall engagement strategy? What does it tell us about our revenue engine as a process, right, in terms of how that thing works end to end? 
I think there's a role for those two organizations to come together uh, or work together to better inform leadership around how we can drive improvements for the benefit of our buyers and in terms of the employee experience as well. There's also, I think, a question around how we orchestrate those experiences, you know, not just in terms of what happens at the top of the funnel, which I think a lot of the, the CX efforts in B2B are focused around today, those digital experiences. Mm-hmm. But what about when the, the personal interactions start? Today, the role of CX in B2B, to my sense, hasn't touched that area as extensively as it has on the digital interaction side. And, and I think that's an area where potentially there's more room for collaboration. That's actually a good note to leave folks wanting more because I would love to have you back and go on a deep dive. We often get feedback from the audience that, you know, this was just the beginning and they'd love to learn more. We'll, of course, forward you any questions that come our way. Anthony, they can find you on four.com. Are you also on LinkedIn? I am indeed. Yep. Awesome. And what sort of research are you working on right now? So at the moment, my my primary focus is on two areas. The first is on helping organizations build their revenue operations function, designing that, building the operating model that supports it. And then the other area of focus I have right now is around some of these technologies. So sales engagement technologies, conversation intelligence, revenue intelligence platforms, Similar to a lot of other technology categories, these are converging. And so we're covering that space and evaluating it in 24. Thanks so much for joining today. We can't wait to have you back. My pleasure. Thank you. And thank you to producers Ellie and Julia, without whom none of this would happen. If you want to get in touch, email us at cxcast at forester.com. As always, you can find us at Forrester.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to like and subscribe and tune in next time for more CX Insights.